Welcome back to the Law and Order Lady Podcast. This is your host, Evelyn. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Well, today we're going to be covering the 500th episode. Yep, that's what I said. The 500th episode of Law and Order SVU, season 23. So we're going to cover everything. And we're going to be talking about what happened, how you felt about it, everything. So on this channel or on this podcast, we cover Law and Order SVU and Law and Order Organized Crime. So you know what we do. We get into it. We say, well, how did it start? What happened? Who did it? Why? And how did it end? So let's get started. How did it start? It starts with a flashback of Olivia and her mom talking in the past. Then we cut to Noah and Olivia walking in his way to school. And they're talking about her mom being 77 at the time, if she had still been alive. This in turn brings back future flashbacks, which we're going to see later. And she drops her son off at school. She gets to work and then she talks to Finn, right? While she's talking to Finn, she tells him all about her day, etc., etc., and why she had to give short answers, basically, to Noah. And he says, well, someone's here. They have a case. They want to talk to you, but they'll only talk to you. So she goes into the interrogation room to find out who it is that she needs to help. Guess who it is? It's Nick Amaro. She hugs him. He needs help to solve a cold case, and he's going to be using new DNA analysis equipment to do it. So he's been doing his grad program, and in that program, he's learned various new ways to use DNA to open up cold cases. So what happened? Amaro has an SVU case from 1996 that he needs help with. Ian Ridley was convicted of killing his girlfriend, but he says he didn't kill the girl. Liv agrees to help, so Amanda and Nick pull some old files and they find it. Nick says that Ian is not the killer, and he intends to prove it with the help of the crime writer, Burton Lowe, who we see is no stranger to Olivia. Flashback to her talking to the ADA at the time about Burton, who was going to marry her, it seems. Seems like they were engaged. Burton got involved in this case due to his podcast about true crime and to find out what really happened to Haley. Amaro and Amanda visit Melinda Warner. That's right, Melinda Warner. I just love her, the medical assistant. She tells them about the case before. Nick is working on his graduate degree, as I said, in biophysics, and he's able to see the possibility of Ian actually being freed using the new equipment that he has. Well, why? Serena, who is Olivia's mom, or who was, made Olivia write Burton a breakup letter in the past. She also threatened to get him expelled from college if he didn't leave Olivia alone. I'm sure she had her reasons. They bring Ian to the track field to see what he can remember in regards to the crime where Haley died. He remembers and it brings him to tears as he recalls everything before he was clocked from behind and then all the blood, he said. Somehow, he confessed to the crime 25 years ago. Now, Olivia wanted to marry Burton back then, and she flashes back to being young and talking about Burton. She was obviously in love with him. Well, what do they learn? They learn that a random man, not excluded, 
is in the new DNA that they ran. So there is someone else. There was DNA, male DNA, on Haley's body, and it was not Ian's. With the new tech, they find three possible suspects, one being Mr. Murray, who worked at the school. We see Cragen, that's right, Captain Cragen, talk to the team via Zoom or FaceTime, and he looks so good. He tells them about Mr. Roger Murray, that he worked the case, and he had no reason to believe anything else than Ian did it. Well, Amanda and Finn worked the case by going to Haley's mom's house, and her room is just the same. Her mom hasn't changed a thing. Her mom says that Mr. Murray spent a lot of time with her. She is convinced that Ian did it and not Mr. Murray due to him sending her a card each year just to remind her that he's thinking about Haley too. Now, Carisi and Amaro talked to Mr. Murray at his home about Haley and her death. His wife walks up and she tells her husband to cooperate fully with Amanda and Finn or whomever that he needs to talk to in regards to what happened 25 years ago. Well, they talked to him in the interrogation room. Mr. Murray says he remembers Ian all over her and he was trying to protect her. He does not remember anything else, he says. But after more questions from Amanda, he lawyers up. Burton invites Liv to take a walk with him. And Liv walks around the city with him. It initially seems so romantic. She tells him about her trip to Paris with Tucker, but doesn't mention his name. They kiss outside of his hotel. Seems like their feelings never change for one another. We flash back to Elliot and Olivia talking about attractions to older men. Then we cut to her waking up in his bed. She slept with him in his hotel, so no Elliot, I guess. Okay, who are they playing at? Either she's going to be with Elliot or not. Man, this is messing with my head. I'm sorry, you guys, if you heard my ice machine in the background. Forgive me, trying to get some ice. But anyway, back to what I was saying. My mind is blown. What about yours? Olivia, okay, so you got some. Her phone buzzes, and then they find out that the semen sample is a match for Roger Murray. She has to get home to Noah since the sitter has called. Her real-life husband is in the 500 episode, too. Peter Herman plays Trevor Langan, who is a lawyer for Ian now. Carisi wants to talk to Amaro so they can start getting Ian out of jail. He considers Amaro an expert witness and not Burton. Well, Trevor warns Liv that this guy has a reputation with women and in social circles, so to be careful. Liv again talks to Captain Cragen, and he acknowledges her accomplishments and being a captain, and he is so proud of her, which is making Liv almost tear up. Well, who did it? In court, Mr. Murray is looking at Haley's mom while he's sitting there. He's struggling with something. Mr. Murray changes his plea. He admits he did kill Haley. He tells Joyce, her mom, that he's so sorry, but he did it. He's crying and distraught and bomb drop. I mean, he did it. And now he, he admitted it. This has cleared Ian, who's been in prison for 25 years when all along he was innocent. While congratulating Burton on a job well done due to his research, a woman walks up. Her name is Andrea Malone. She says she was raped by Burton and that he's a predator and wants Burton arrested for her rape, which was 10 years ago. Now, Burton immediately says he didn't rape her. 
He says he went to the hotel with Andrea and they had sex and he paid for her cab fare home and that was it all those years ago. Olivia has to recuse herself from the case. This has totally blindsided her. Andrea says she remembers lying back on the bed after she was tipsy. She was passed out and when she woke up, he was inside of her and she was drunk. However, this is classified as rape three and she is past the statute of limitations, so they don't have enough to arrest Burton. Well, why? Liv needs to talk to Burton about all this. He was 50 and this girl was 20. Amanda then talks to Liv about how this girl was taken with Burton due to him giving her presents and a tape of music, the girl, with, the girl from Impanimpa. When she gets home, Liv drinks some wine and goes through this old box of hers that has old stuff. She finds the tape Burton made her at 15. She's starting to piece it together. The girl from Impanimpa was playing on the tape he gave her. She herself was a victim way back then and it looks like her mom was really trying to protect her so eight or nine women come forward nick feels like he put Liv in a bad situation bringing burton back into her life he's sorry he walked him back in her life he says she was 15 and he was 21 then he was a predator amaro tries to talk to her about it but she goes off on him and basically tells him to mind his own business when he tells her she might have been his first victim well, how did it end? Another flashback about her mom and how they fought while her mom was drunk when she broke a bottle and came after Olivia with it. Liv goes to Burton's hotel that night and talks to him. He's clearly upset that he is about to be canceled in the new cancel culture society. He has a podcast and that's big business for him. They believe the women are credible and Andrea's story has now gone viral. They can't charge him though. The statute of limitations is up but she lets him know that there are other women coming forward too. He's not being charged, but the allegations are there. She explains that he is a powerful and successful man and that he abused their trust. He abused her trust. He basically sexually assaulted a 15-year-old girl, her. The power differential was there, but he didn't see it. He wants Olivia to defend him and stand up with him, but she can't and she won't. He took advantage of her. He took advantage of her when her life was messed up and he knew that she wanted out of the situation she was in. He used all of that to get to Olivia. Now she's trying to get closure, some composure, an acknowledgement of some kind that she was young and that he took advantage of her, but he won't give it to her. She tells him goodbye, leaves, and hears him throw something that shatters against the wall. When Olivia leaves, she has a final flashback to her mom. She gets it now. In her own messed up way, her mom, Serena, was trying to protect her. Olivia calls Nick Amaro and apologizes to him in a voicemail message, telling him he was right, that Burton was a predator. She then takes the tape and throws the tape in the river. This episode was so deep, y'all. Maybe she became a detective due to her circumstances and her life choices and the non-ability to have life choices. How did you guys feel about this episode? It has so much packed in it. Was Olivia a victim? Do you think Burton was a predator? Olivia's been through the ringer this year and I wonder, did she sleep with him just to get over Elliot? What do you think? 
If you like bring me bringing you this SVU and organized crime content each week, please consider subscribing. I would love a like and hit the notification bell so you'll know when I'm coming back to you. On this podcast, I'll be here on Saturdays letting you guys know what I know. I appreciate you guys so much. I'm going to see you in my next podcast. Maybe I won't see you, but I'll definitely be thinking about you and you'll definitely hear me. So I love you guys so, 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 so much. And you know what I'm going to do? You know what I tell you all the time? Law and order on. Bye bye. Thank you.